What's up, y'all? How are you? It's great to be with you. This is the Ebb and Flow Podcast. I'm your host, Evan Britton. It's excellent to be here with all of you on this planet, in this moment, right here, right now. Today's episode is a really fun one. It's a powerful one. Um, with another divine being, very powerful woman, wonderful woman. We had an incredible conversation. Her name is Rohini Moradi. She is a reader of the Akasha, the Akashic Records, as they have been come to known as, as they have been as they have come to be known as. Um, really deep conversation about the spiritual life. What does that mean? In this day and age, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit disillusioned. Feels like every time I go on social media, there's some new guru or wellness influencer or somebody who has the answer and <laughs> I'm pretty much over it to be honest with you. Um, and it's vital because this is such an important aspect of our evolution. What's happening right now, this spiritual awakening, this coming into the deeper truth of our humanity and what that means and speaking on this experience, speaking on the spiritual process in a way that isn't laced with condescension and pretense is vitally important. And that's a lot of what this conversation is with Rohini. I really enjoyed it. I think she's she's a magnificent human being and I love what she has to share and she's so bright and light and she shares a, a really painful story and it's really powerful and it speaks to this dichotomy of life and the dichotomy of the spiritual process and this experience called being a human. And it is, it's profound to see who she is energetically and what she's been through in her life to be that person. And it's amazing. I'm excited for you guys to listen to it. So before I send you off to jam it, um, my book is available, The Ebb and Flow, Basic Tools to Transform Your Life. It's on Amazon. Check it out. Head over there. This is the the ethos of the ebb and flow. The quintessential pillars of living your best life. It is the anti-program program, the anti-system system, the anti-diet diet, the anti-workout workout. Shedding the bullshit. Getting back to center. Living from your heart. This is my life's work, and the book is available now on Amazon. Uh, sharing with you guys my new favorite product called Feel Free. This is a euphoric 
a bliss tonic. It's a plant-based herbal supplement. Ancient herbal recipe. It's fantastic. It's incredible stuff. Great for mental energy, focus, pain relief, stress relief. It's a magnificent, it's magic in a little blue bottle. I can't recommend it enough. It looks really dope. You can head over to botanictonics.com. Use code EBBINFLOW40 to get 40% off your next order. Highly recommend it. Um, it's great stuff. Join the Power Tribe over on Patreon. Once again, you heard it last week. I jumped the gun a little bit. I'm reconfiguring a lot of what I'm doing. I was talking about moving the podcast behind Patreon, behind the paywall, but I'm not going to do that. Still figuring out what I'm going to do there. Uh, So stay tuned. Things are evolving, growing, moving, shifting, as they always are. I'm following the signs, following the guideposts. The Ebb and Flow podcast will absolutely continue, so have no fear about that. Um, But things are changing up a little bit. I'll keep you guys posted on what that means. You can head over to Patreon, join the Power Tribe. A lot of good content there, meditations, yoga and kettlebell workouts, morning routines, all the good stuff. At some point soon, going to bring back the monthly uh, Zoom gatherings. Doing yoga, breath work, meditation, hanging out, all that good stuff. Um, Gear, merch, need a t-shirt, dope hat, yoga mat? Head over to higherpowerworkshop.com. Check that out. Lots of good stuff there. Um, And as always, guys, I can't thank you enough for your support and your love. I feel it. I know it. It's it's amazing. I I really uh, am so grateful for that. So, if you enjoy this show, you can support it by reviewing it on Apple, iTunes, wherever you you listen to this podcast. Um, Share it with your friends. Subscribe. Do all those good things. And uh, that's about it, y'all. Also, if you've bought the book on Amazon and you love it and you got something out of it, write a review that would be huge i i I know it doesn't seem like a lot but writing reviews on amazon is a huge thing um or goodreads i believe it's up on goodreads now would love for you guys to share your thoughts what you think of the book if you liked it if you loved it if it meant something to you if you hated it hey cool uh (laughs) Um, all right, y'all hope you guys have an excellent rest of your day. Lots of love to all of you. I wish you nothing but the best standing in your truth, living in your highest greatness. Enjoy this episode and I'll see y'all on the flip side. Peace. You have unlocked the eternal link to internal source, the key of imagination, your admission, access to the enlightened dimension, a gateway at the junction of darkness and light, the place at which the chaos of our conditioned frame of mind 
give way to a life in constant flux, only to be mastered through vigilant discipline. Peaceful times may come, testing times may go. This is the ebb and flow. What's up, peeps? How are you guys? Super excited for this episode of The Ebb and Flow. It is with Akashic Record Explorer, Rohini Moradi. Rohini, it's so good to have you here. Oh my goodness. It's my honor to be here. Thanks for having me on your show. Absolutely. I'm super excited about this. You know, this is a this is a subject that I'm super fascinated by, but don't know much about. Mm -hmm. So I'm very excited to dive into this with you. I guess, you know, why don't we start with the fundamentals? What, maybe before we get into what the Akashic Records are, I'd love for you to give a little background on who you are, where you come from, and how you came to be in this, mm -hmm. this place that you are. Thank you. Um, it's a long story, but I'll try to keep it short. Um, <laughs> so I'm a Hindu temple kid, which means my father was the pujari mm. in the temple and I was the little kid running around. Um, and that's how I grew up. Wow. And the interesting part about it is that um, this temple was the only Hindu temple in all of Iran, like the whole country. Mm. Um, and it was happening during the time of the Muslim revolution. So there's like a lot of psh, like wow. unimaginables, you know. <laughs> um, That's a podcast in itself. Yeah, I won't go too into it. But wow. I lived that life. Yeah, it was, it was honestly like my memories of it are just beautiful like i feel so lucky mm. to have had a childhood like that and it's a unique one like nobody else experienced something like that like living in a temple with bombs going out outside in iran you know um there were wow. terrifying times too but i feel like the, having that um container was like powerful so we lived in iran for mm. a while and then um finally were able to flee we were my parents were actually trying to flee from before i was born before the um at the beginning of the revolution, but, you know, borders are closed, no one can get out. And um, it took them until I was eight years old where we could finally flee. We like went to Dubai and got this like secret paperwork done. And like, it was just like, wow. dun, dun, dun. like, <laughs> that was so crazy. under like so um, trucks with like tarp over us, like weird stuff like that. We had to get out because my father was constantly wow. being prosecuted by the government. Um, and we finally got out for we, being a, for being a Hindu. Yeah. For not preaching about, right. uh, the Islam. So, um, but mm. he was preaching about uh -huh. Hinduism and they meditated, which was like, Ugh. um, they did yoga, which yeah. was like, Ugh. they always during, uh, all wow. the services they had, um, a government official come and watch my dad so that he doesn't speak against Islam, but they were just watching like speak wow. and like, yeah, it was like really one of the government officials actually took over the temple uh, we lived at. And that was in my dream last night, which was really weird. But um, wow, yeah, I know. <laughs> so uh, that all happened. It's a whole story. Um, we moved to America. Uh -huh. And when we moved to America, I realized, oh, 
life isn't like the way I was, I'm used to, you know, like we're not just like meditating and doing yoga all day. I, it was like a very closed container in Tehran, you know, people came to us and like, <laughs> um, I quickly learned that I have to like try to fit in or it's going to be a really uncomfortable existence for me. <laughs> and I did everything I could. And eventually that became like a really bad habit. Like, um, because when we're going away from like the original self we are like you know the um the freedom that comes with being fully in our bodies and having to like cover it up and try to like mold into whatever situations going on because the background of that for me was like fear and acceptance like i just wanted people to accept me so that i'm not constantly judged you know just like mm just don't want to be judged. It feels so heavy, you know? Um, mm, yeah. So that went on for years. And then I lost who I was because I was just pretending to be the people around me. It felt like just to be like, hey, I do this too. Ha <laughs> ha. Like it was, it, it was ridiculous. <laughs> it took me down some really fun and funny paths. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> mm. and, Interesting. Um, yeah. <laughs> After, it was around like, 30 years old, this is where it all started. Um, I, my partner and I got married. We had um, our daughter the coming year and I yearned. Like I was just wanting to give her a part of my culture because mm. I, I wasn't rep representing who I was in a way, you know? So just like, oh, I wish I could mm. take them to Iran, but there's no way. Like my husband mm. is like blonde hair, blue eyes. Like you go there and you're just like in jail. Oh, you wow. know, it's not safe. <laughs> I mean, it can be, but it's it wasn't oh. at that time. <laughs> um, mm. And my daughter's like blonde. So it's like, I can't take them there. They won't even give them a visa to go, you know. So I wow. took them to my second home, which was India. And um, mm. when we went there, uh, my mom made sure she's like, if you're going to India, you have to go to Rishikesh and get a Vedic astrology reading. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so we went up to Rishikesh <laughs> and we got an astrology reading. And this astrology reading is what, like, I'm like, oh, whatever. I don't care. I just want to be in India. Um, but this thing just really changed the course of our lives. And that's where it started. Wow. That's. Yeah, um, the astrologer, it wasn't like predictive astrology, but everything that ha happened in our life thus far, he pinpointed. You're like, at this age, you did this, at that age, did it. I'm like, ooh, that, how do you know that from stars? Yeah. I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Vedic astrology is just next level. I've had, I've had a reading and it was like, it knocked me on my ass. It was just like, holy shit, this thing is. Yeah. It was so, it was just so, like you said, Precise. to the T. It shook me. Like, yeah. So we, there's like, mm, you can yeah. see that there is something set up for us. I don't understand, you know. Um, mm, uh -huh. And I'm getting flushed because it was just like crazy. It was, I don't like using that word, but it, it felt, I felt crazy um, knowing mm. that there's like an outline of my life and um mm. he didn't fall too much deep into future stuff but he um we did ask him a question like do you see any kids in our future you know and he's like i don't like doing predictive stuff but 
it looks like there's like a faint line and if it is if you do end up having a child it'll be a girl but the line's faint and I can't tell you what that is and that kind mm. of like shook both of us and we went on this like like we cried all night and like talked about it all night because prior to that we honestly didn't even think about having other children we were just so happy with our daughter Pele and just like in love mm. and you know um like this is yeah. great uh, mm -hmm. we decided that <laughs> stirred something up for a reason. We're like, okay, let maybe we're... Yeah, it hit a point. Yeah. It pulled on a string. It really did. It just like awakened mm. something mm. like... Um, I remember calling my mm. mom and just crying to her like, he said this. What does that even mean? And she's like, I don't know. Just don't <laughs> think about it too much. And she told me, it's like, I've had astrology <laughs> readings where it's just like made up stuff. You don't have to like take it seriously. <laughs> like, but he knew my life before this. <laughs> so it's just, it's a little different, yeah, it feels. Yeah. Um, so I, about 10 months later, our daughter Rishi was born after that astrology reading. Wow. And yeah <laughs> and then um she was amazing and she was with us for two months and two days and she passed in her sleep one night which was oh. the the pure i know and i'm not saying that for a shock but um i've talked about it so much where i forget the impact those words have so i'm so sorry to not give you a warning for that trigger um it doesn't feel the mm. same way it did then because it's like Mm. I've gone to know her on a deeper level since that's happened. And I know mm. that she's safe and okay. And it's not uh, a tragedy in a way, you know, um, it, which it, mm. it is a tragedy, but it doesn't feel that way to me anymore. But after she passed, like there was this whole melting period. Um, you can call it an awakening. You can call it whatever you want, but it was melting into a puddle feeling and that's how I always describe it and trying to like come up from that puddle in human form but leaving the parts of oneself that did not serve me down in the puddle and I it it was like a slow emergence and I feel like it it would take like years and years of like doing shadow work or therapy to get over the things that I just decided to let go of in those moments you know and um with that I started going back to my original self and meditating more and connecting and um one day in meditation I was like it's so sad where I asked um please bring me to like a place where I can just feel good again like where I can heal where I can feel whole again and after that I started seeing the words Akashic records, Akashic records, Akashic records. And I'm like, uh, the mm. first time I saw it, it was like, have you ever had like something happen to you like that where you see a word or you're in a situation where it's like, you know it, but it's like too scary, you know? You're like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like, yeah. You're like, I know that too well. More I don't know why. <laughs> it yeah. felt like that. So, mm. um, I, after month, uh, maybe a month of seeing it everywhere and it, they're not like, it's not a popular, they're not, it's not popular to see that, you know, <laughs> at the time, especially mm, this yeah, is like of course. <laughs> four years ago. You don't see many signs. Yeah. yeah. Akashic records. Like you constantly. don't see many billboards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Magazine Come articles. Come to the Akashic well, now... records store. Yeah. yeah. 
I know now for sure. <laughs> but it was, <laughs> it, I investigated um, and that's how I came to it. And it, that's where my journey with the Akasha really started. And wow. I fully, after that point, immersed myself in it, <laughs> if you can say. Wow. <laughs> um, thank you for sharing that. Um, no problem. I've been crying all morning, so it's uh, so sorry. totally, it's all good. Yeah, yeah, thank you so much. Um, I'm sorry. I should have given trigger warnings, but I. No, I, it's okay. <laughs> it's so perfect. I mean, you're such a, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't expecting it. Although as you started telling it, I was like, oh, I kind of knew something was coming like that. Mm. But you're such a, you're such a beam of light. Like you, you stepped on this call and immediately we just started laughing, you know, <laughs> and it's just, you're such a, you're such a joyous spirit and it just like kind of, it's a testament to your, I don't know, your healing, who you are and you. and you, you know, looking at it. And you, you just knowing it as your, you know, your daughter came in to bring you a message, you know, and to, yeah. to spark and uh, a transformation in you that had to happen. Yeah. And perhaps, you know, and even more than that. So thank you so much for sharing that. And, oh, my um, yeah, so I, I would love to. So, did you find the healing in the Akashic Records? I did, eventually. I or was... did you find what you were looking for? Um, I, yes and no, because I was asking for a mm. really big thing. And um, mm. in a way, like, it became like this addictive pattern with like, healing this, healing that, healing this, healing that, you mm. know, and just... Mm. Honestly, it came down to me trying to avoid um, sitting in sadness. And once I realized mm. that, I was like, oh, just let it pass through. You know, I don't have to investigate it, but it's okay to feel it. And it's okay to be upset about this, like, really sad thing. And um, I went through that. I fully let myself go through that. And um, on the other side of that, I found, like, courage you know um but it really mm. it really um helped to have a tool like being able to tap into this vibrational frequency of the akasha so that i can see bigger pictures it wasn't necessarily mm. like um heal me now you know but it was more like right. i understand a small part of it now and now i know like it's okay to not be fully healed or to like mm. to be in pain. And it's like, I know that our existence as a human is going to come with um, heavy feelings, light feelings, all of that. And it's about becoming knowing that we are all perfect in this moment. Really? That's the best way mm. I can put it. Yeah. 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 Um, so what, 
I've heard it referred to as both the Akasha and the Akashic Records. Mm. What? What is it? I love it. Okay. I'm so glad you said Akasha and Akashic Records, too. But um, the Akasha is the womb from which everything came. It's the element of ether. Mm. It's um, pre-manifestation Is that energy. a Sanskrit word? Yeah. Akasha is that means a Sanskrit ether. Word? Yeah. <laughs> mm. Aka- wow. Yeah. Akasha means ether, the sky above. And it's ultimately... What the Rishis um, sitting at the foot of the Himalayas were were doing, um, and the scriptures and the the hymns, the hymns—I always say that incorrectly—or um, instruct. I'm just like I don't know. English is still my second language. Okay, <laughs> but they were um, they were pretty much creating a like info packet of how we can live. Um, cohesively within our bodies but also connected to these like ethers that are filled with information so akasha is Mm. the ether the element of pre-manifestation become before it becomes Mm. um in our 3d physical reality and these vibrational Mm. frequencies recycle themselves throughout lifetimes over and over again whether it's a tree a bird us dirt it's all a part of the same element and um, within the lifetimes it leaves, it gains new vibrational frequencies and it builds on that informational, um, people refer to it as a library, but I like to really refer uh. to it more like a ledger because it's not about good or bad. It's not about um, uh, stories in a way. It's, uh, it's more factual, like this happened, that happened, this happened, that happened. It emitted this type of frequency that emitted that type of frequency. And these, Mm. these frequencies live within us, um, because we are, (laughs) we come from either. Frequency. Yeah. Yep. And, um, the way that we can read the Akashic records is by, um, tapping into its, frequency which lives at the reason we're not able to see it with our human eyes it it lives at like a very high vibrational frequency of um high see i want to change the wording for that that's something i'm working on it's not about high or low vibration it's expanded Mm. vibration or contracted um it lives on this Mm. uh, immense expanded vibrational frequency um that Mm. we just naturally don't live in because it's not good for our bodies. We're here to experience the human life. So we get mm. into this state and match that frequency. We become a phantom note with that frequency in reality. That's mm. what we're doing. And that's why it's momentary. And um, this information is just universal knowledge, really, you know? And right. um, we tap into it every day unknowingly, we tap into it in our sleep unknowingly. Yeah. It's that moment where that amazing idea comes to you and you go to write it down and it's gone. You're living within that right. frequency, you know? <laughs> mm, yeah. Their body can I just... stop you one second? Yeah, and... of course. <laughs> I'm like, I can go. <laughs> no, no. It's, I, I'm so, this is so amazing. I love this so much. <laughs> um, on the note of changing the language, it's not high or low. Mm-hmm. because i think in a lot of 
I, I'm interested in that. So it's yeah. not, is, mm-hmm. is there a thing as high and low frequency? I mean, there's, there are different limits to frequency, but I think it's our human mind that, and that's created this hierarchy of frequency. Likes to the, yeah. Right. Then the polarity of it. Yeah. And it kind of creates like, um, this is why meditation has been intimidating to some people. This is why going inward has been mm. intimidating to some people. And that's, that's a problem because this is just a natural thing yeah. we can all do. Um, creating like totally this hierarchy of if you meditate, you're like this Zen person. No, you're not. You still get in fights. You still, you know what I mean? You still, totally. You're still a human. It's just like, it's about expansion and contraction, which what our body does like all day anyway. Like we're constantly expanding uh-huh. and contracting. So, if, uh, you know, like. I like that. Yeah. Thanks. Mm. <laughs> thinking a lot no, about No, I do. That. <laughs> no, that resonates for sure. Um, I guess. On some level, it was interesting because I was having this conversation with uh, with my mom and her boyfriend the other day. Because last week I caught this cold from my daughter. And it was like, it was this beautiful gift from the universe for me to cancel everything I was doing. And go into complete solitude. And simultaneously in that... Um, my daughter and her mother took a trip to Vancouver for four days. So I was house sitting with my dog Luna and it was just so beautiful. And for me, that's a huge thing because my whole sense of worth is wrapped up in how much I'm constantly doing and accomplishing. And it was just this beautiful gift from the universe of being alone and not doing anything and I went to the sauna and I had this insight and I'm thinking you know I get these insights all a lot Mm -hmm. these just kind of downloads these streams and I'm realizing oh that comes from the akasha that's where that's coming from Mm -hmm. um and it was joy is a sensation of the soul And joy doesn't really have anything to do with accomplishment, status, role, but joy is interconnected with rightness. Mm -hmm. And rightness in self, rightness in the world. And it sparked this conversation with um, my mother and her boyfriend who, who's a very, uh, well, highly educated dude. He went to MIT. He's worked at the World Health Organization for a number of years doing like all kinds of shit around the world. And um, which that's a whole other story. But it started this conversation about the difference between symmetry and equilibrium. Mm. And I feel as though in one and it was interesting because Maurizio was giving this, 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 this very, uh, well put together articulation of symmetry as it related to joy as a sensation of the soul or joy as a sensation of rightness and joy being a, a sense of symmetry in oneself and in the universe. And then my mother went on to talk about 
is it symmetry or is it equilibrium? For instance, this old oak tree down the street that looks like it's kind of like totally out of balance, but it's super strong and tall and beautiful. And the roots you could tell go out for so far to balance it out and that, and then how that was this, this tale of equilibrium. Um, because my mom was challenging his idea of symmetry. My mom's sort of a, a master body worker and how we're, and in her work, she is looking to achieve symmetry in the body. And it was, so on the note of high or low frequency and expanded or contracted frequency, you know, perhaps I guess in one, on one plane, there is such a thing as high or low pitch mm-hmm. or high or low frequency as it relates to pitch. Mm-hmm. But in it makes more sense as it relates to the various planes of our existence that mm-hmm. the frequencies become expanded or contracted. Wow. Um, so I just wanted to share that. That's really that cool. That made me think of all of that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely that that's painting a really great picture too Mm. sorry i didn't mean to interrupt yeah so that really that makes sense to me you know and in meditation how when we quiet the mind Mm -hmm. and we go inward we open ourselves up to this universal knowledge yeah Mm -hmm. because we're expanding our frequency yeah. Because I guess on a on a scientific level, as these physical bodies, mm-hmm. we are a very condensed, contracted frequency. We're existing on a very contracted frequency. Mm-hmm. But when you meditate and you feel that sensation of the letting go of our attachments to the physical plane, we open ourselves up to that expanded, more fluid frequency. Yep. Yep. Okay, so cool. I just want to make sure I'm on the You are. That's exactly it. I just want to make it. sure I'm on the amazing. Amazing. Yeah. So so continue. Wherever wherever you want to continue. I love this conversation. So I you love were it talking too. about mm, Go you ahead. Know, I I do have something that I do want to brush up on if you're okay with it. The beginning you said Please. Please. Um, what is the Akasha or some people say Akashic records? And I would love to talk right, about right. that if possible. Yes, yes. I love that. The Akashic records didn't even have a name until like early, you know, um, 19th century. And it's because mm. it the to me, I to me Akashic records always sounds like a colonized term for the Akasha and the practices of the Rishis, um, of the Tao Buddhists, mm. of the Moors, you know? And previous to this, it was um, it was it was a known thing rather than um, rather than a defined element, you know, because it's so expansive mm. and our human minds can't really understand it. And it became the Akashic records through the Theosophical Society in the in the 19th century. Uh. Where, you know, one of the members... Madame one of the, Blavatsky? Yeah. Yep. Helena mm. Blavatsky went to uh, 
Buddhist monastery and started meditating um, with the monks. And she actually didn't even name it the Akashic Record. She wrote a theosophical doctrine where she called it like um, beams of astral light, you know. And through that society, Mary Rutherford, I believe, was the one who actually um, described it as the Akashic Records. And in her description, mm. um, she, uh, I believe she mentioned like a library of information. And you have people in the West that, that don't understand the full spectrum of it now running with it, you know, and naming it all these things and uh-huh. defining it the way they perceive without, with leaving out right. the history and the practices and like the bigger meaning of it. So I think this is like a really cool thing to put out there that like it's far yeah. more expansive and it's like inclusionary. It's we're all a part of it. It's a part of all of us. Cause I've read some books where they're like, there are these entities protecting it and some people can get in, some people can't. And that is just fundamentalist <laughs> religion stuff people are putting on this. That has nothing to do with anything, you know? And it's just, it, it's blowing my mind. How Why do we do that? <laughs> marketing, capitalism, you know? It's just about selling yeah, something. Yeah. So it's just, people don't want to buy something they don't understand. So now we have to like define it as this thing. And it doesn't even make sense. Um, but here we are, you know? (laughs) (laughs) It's like, just like, yeah, exactly. When I focus on it, like when I try to describe it to people, I'm like, you just have to go as inward as you possibly can. And the way you do that is you explore yourself. You contemplate inward. Mm. You go through all the frequencies that are just presenting itself. And the mind is the thing that is going to bring those things forward so we can work together, our spirit, our mind, and our body can just like work together mm. to decipher what's sitting around. And we can like either keep it or, you know, um, let it go, uh-huh. <laughs> diminish yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that. <laughs> oh my God. Thanks That's for letting so me say that. There's like so much anger behind it for me too. I'm like, I went down the rabbit hole. That's why I have anger towards it. Because when I was trying to figure out what it was, I feel like <laughs> I, I mm. there's like aliens talking to you. There's like this. Oh my like God. The, yeah. It's just. I know. <sighs> Come on. I know. Good. <laughs> I know. Vent it. Rohini. Yeah. Let it out. <laughs> Let it out. <laughs> this is a safe place for you. <laughs> It, no, that is frustrating, and and a lot of <laughs> a lot of that stuff frustrates me as well. I mean, even in the plant medicine world, you know, whether it's ayahuasca or psilocybin or five meo DMT, whatever it is, there are all of these. Everyone, you know, because we have this experience and we're trying to make it make sense. Yeah. And it sounds really cool to say I had a five hour long talk with an interdimensional alien and <laughs> they told me everything about my life. And it's like, well, that was whatever your experience was, that was just your mental, your subconscious model of how it occurred to you. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, that's not exactly what it is for everybody. At the end of the day, plant medicine in particular is just about something that's that tunes you into the deepest recesses of yourself and who yeah. you are at the bottom of the pit, you know? Yeah. It's not a fucking, you yeah. know, joy ride with an alien, I you know, know or it's whatever a, it is. 
it's like escapism in a way. Like we want this profound right. experience because we want to believe there's something more than this body and this life. But this body mm, and this life yeah. is magnificent on its own, you know? And we're just um, like, I just, yes, ugh, yesterday, I'm, I'm like angry amen. again. Just kidding. Let <laughs> <laughs> <Right> it out. <laughs> yesterday I had this reading and I don't often do readings because I'm still like in a healing space, right? I don't want mm. like other people's shit yeah. to affect me right now because I just want... Sure. I want to. I want to get good, and I don't want to bring in other, you know, like energy right now. But yeah, I got course. excited earlier this year, and I was like, I'm gonna open up my books and do readings, which is great. It's fine. I love it. I learned so much, <laughs> and every time you do one of those, it's like you get to connect with people on a soul level, and that's like what we mm. yearn for, right? Like we just we want to yeah. really cut across the bullshit and just talk about the deep. I do. Yes. I'm like we. <laughs> I do. Me so too. It, That's it. What else is there? What are we talking nothing. about? Everything else is bullshit. Politics. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I know. It's just politics. like nonsense. <laughs> yeah. I know. It's all nonsense. Other it is than nonsense. This thing. It's, whatever's happening in here, this is the only thing that's real. Yeah. If you this feel is it. even real. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know. You know? Yeah. <laughs> But this this reading yesterday, and I'm venting again, um, and it's it goes along the Vent. line of escapism, like the whole thing. Mm. This person came on, never had a Nakashic reading, and I believe like wasn't quite sure what it was, um, and wanted mm. a profound experience, like the ayahuasca thing you right. described. She wanted aliens to come down to her and tell her about. <laughs> the true meaning of life and existence in itself and was quite disappointed yeah. at the end to know that mm. what we just did was read her soul, which she confirmed. She's like, oh, yep, that's happened. That's what I'm doing. Da, da, da. I'm like, okay, well, that's what an Akashic right. Records reading is. It's going inwards and like, cle not cleansing, but like decluttering. <laughs> yeah, it's about cleaning house. Yeah shedding a little bit yeah, so that totally. we can shine brighter mm. that's what all these practices are like plant medicine whatever yes. it is like it's shedding a layer yes. so we can shine brighter just becoming more and more of ourselves after we forget yes. we were born we forget and we spend our whole lifetime shedding and then we become our soul again and the pattern continues you know that's it but um, no, I think that's such a I think it's such an important point, though, because what it does, what all of that. It, I mean, whether it's intentional misinformation or not, mm -hmm. or it's someone trying to make a buck talking about something, ma trying to make something that is truly profound, trying to make it even more interesting, I guess. <laughs> Uh, for the sake of a media or something mm -hmm. but the problem with it is that it does exactly what you said it disillusions people to the true majesty of the experience yeah because when the alien doesn't come down and make <laughs> itself known their whole time they're in their head receiving this profound insight about their life yeah. But they can't be a they can't experience it fully because they're waiting for the fucking alien to appear. Yep. Mm -hmm. And you know, if that doesn't happen, then 
the whole thing didn't work or it was yeah. shit or it wasn't what they wanted. And it, you know, and so it sets up these really bad expectations, not yeah. even, it's just bad expectations. It's setting, mm-hmm. it's setting like un, untrue expectations yeah. about what the experience truly is. It becomes in my theater. Opinion. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. And it becomes this theater thing because now there's that expectation. So somebody becomes a reader or whatnot. I'm just going to um, go to like as an Akasha reader or something. Then you're going to perhaps create something to give the product that people are coming for. And it becomes a product that you sell rather right. than like this soul connection thing. It perpetuates this... Um, disillusioned disconnected reality that doesn't Mm. really get to the bottom line of why we're doing this work anyway and it really goes down to escapism and escapism is like the (laughs) the main like um i don't know cause of like capitalism because capitalism is painful you know (laughs) it's like it just like goes in this big circle you start off as a healer you're like i'm gonna help people and then you fall into that cycle. It's it's just about don't do it. Don't do it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Don't yeah. fall into the traps. <laughs> don't fall into the trap. There's a lot of them. There's a lot of traps. Yeah. Um so how do you not fall into the trap? How do you not fall into that well, trap? How do you a- How do you How do you come in with a clean slate so that you can receive? Because that's been a big process, part of my own spiritual development is shedding so much, shedding my old ideas about what I thought the spiritual life was. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, it's like the spiritual spiritual evolution is nothing more than getting into what is yep you know well and what truly is outside of our mind filter all the filters you know of our childhood our upbringing our culture all that stuff that we were just talking about Mm -hmm. and being able to just experience what is Mm -hmm. you know so that when i meditate I'm not looking for something, no. you know, because no. that was, that's kind of a part of it too. You start to have these profound insights or experiences and then it's like, wait, every time I meditate, I have to go and get that, that insight's going to come, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's a part of the process of letting go of being like, oh no, it's never, I can never have any expectation or forethought about what is going to happen or what should happen the shoulds Mm -hmm. you know and i can be in what is and then the magic is available absolutely and i think like you said the work is really in um the shedding so that we can trust ourselves enough to be open i think that's what it comes Mm. down to it's like because it's scary to just like go and surrender and be open without doing that work. Um, so mm-hmm. we get closer and closer to who we are, our discernment, our gut, like 
are the power within us so that when we surrender, we feel strong, you know? And I think that's mm-hmm. a really big part of it. And to answer your previous question too, but how does somebody go, how does somebody not fall into the traps? It's like, you answer that in a way. It's about embodiment. It's about yeah. doing the work yourself. And that's why I don't mm-hmm. offer readings. It's because, hey, look, you're here because you need something. Like your soul is calling to you. You need something. I think it's time for you to like sit and meet yourself fully and shed, like get to know, build your strength, your inner strength, build your courage so that you can live your life with your heart open and it won't hurt you. You're not going <laughs> to, mm. you're not going to be unprotected after you open your heart, you know? So it's like a. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I love that. Um, so what is your work currently? Like when you wake up every day, what do you, <laughs> how do you approach your day and what are you looking to, I don't know, accomplish? I love I this. <laughs> I love it. Honestly, when I wake up every day, I just want to connect with myself so that I can be full mm. enough to connect mm. with my family. That Those are like my two goals. And everything else is just like in between. Uh, like, okay, I have to get work done. I have to do this, I, I have that. to do that. But it's just like, am I connecting to myself? And am I connecting with the humans around me? Because I value them so much. Like I, I live for, like we live for each other. Like I'm here mm. to learn about them just as much as I'm learning about myself. Hmm. <laughs> I love that so much. That's the best answer I've ever heard. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I want to, I mean, I went through so many years of depression and just um, mm. not wanting to be on this planet, you know, where yeah, I was shaken. I was shaken awake where it's like, do you really want that? It's like, no, I want to be around these mm. people. I love myself. I love my body. I'm grateful for it. I'm, I can't believe I get to hang out with the people that I do and do the work yeah. that I do. It's just, um, yeah, it's a magical existence when we let it be that, you know? <laughs> oh. It's so, it's, there's nothing more magical than being a human. It's, yeah. it's with, mind blowing when we allow it to, you know? Yeah. With all our faults, with everything. I think oh, like that's the best. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. What when you how do you connect with yourself? What are some of the the tools, techniques, things you do? And maybe that looks different every day. I, it does. I had a really last week. I had a great conversation with this woman uh, Elizabeth April, who she reminded me that the most important thing is connecting with yourself and less important is like for me because I don't know maybe because I'm a male and you know I've spent my life in the warrior mindset where I need a regiment and it has to be sort of I get into these traps where my routine can sort of take over 
And even when I'm not feeling the routine, that becomes my God because I have to do X or else I'm not going to feel connected. You know what I mean? And she reminded me that we can be more fluid in our approach to that. And it's like, what do I feel like today? Yeah. You know, what, what do I need today rather than what worked yesterday to make me feel connected? Yeah. So I'm curious what you do. Thank you. Mine does change on a daily basis too. I used to stick to a regimen where um, I would wake up at 4 a.m. And this is after, this is from external advice, right? Which really helped Mm. me at the time. But after Rishi passed, we went back to India to deliver her ashes to the Ganges. And we saw the same astrologer. And he told me, "Wow, I need to wake up at, 4 a.m. and meditate and I didn't understand it Mm. then but what he was saying is that's how I can connect with her and talk with her and I did that Mm. for a really long time and I still do it when I can um Mm. but it was unrealistic it was depriving me of my waking Mm. hours (laughs) with my family Uh so I've modified it a bit but sometimes if I do wake up in the middle of the night I'll go meditate and connect um, if I'm having a busy day, I'll just take a deep breath and feel it in my body and just tell myself you're alive. Mm. Um, if I'm, if I have lots of time, I'll sit down and write. Like I love writing. Um, mm. but it, it looks different every time. If I brush my teeth, I'm like, wow, look at you. You're brushing your teeth. <laughs> Good job. I like I just, <laughs> any I chance I get, I take a sip of, <laughs> My tea, and I'm like, that is awesome. This tea is delicious. How did I get so lucky to have tea like this? So that these are like just my daily practices that um, actually took mm. a little bit of work to implement. Like it was just little by little. It was like, I'm going to enjoy this tea today. And then it just became a habit. Right. Like I'm not going to pick up my phone mm. for like two hours today. And that's connecting with oneself because it's not going external. I'm not, you know, I'm going to go work in the garden, like touch plants. That's connecting. Um, it's just those moments that I we were talking that. about. <laughs> I know because no, we I want, like, that. we have this vision, right? Like, um, that's been sold to us, really, of like sitting, meditating still, no one yeah. around. Like, <laughs> you got to do this. You got to do that. Top. Yeah. <laughs> you got to do all these things. But. What they were doing, what the yeah. Rishis were doing on the mountaintops, were just going to a quiet place so they can be with themselves. Now we have like a right. lot of like other distractions. Like, yeah, but we can learn to live with that and still be with ourselves. You know, <laughs> totally. I think that's the ultimate. You know, that to me, that is the ultimate spiritual practice. Can we? Because we can. Like you yep. said, we we can live a spiritual existence in the midst of this hyper material paradigm that we exist in. Yeah. And it's and it's through it's the pathway is through exactly what you said, you know, mm-hmm. enjoying every sip of tea, looking <laughs> at yourself in the mirror when you brush your teeth. You know, (laughs) we don't have to fucking meditate for an hour in a cave, you know, (laughs) in Griffith Park or something, you know, (laughs) we can totally do it. We can do it every moment. Like every moment we're here. Every moment is an opportunity to connect deeper, to go deeper. 
Yeah. Every fucking moment. You know, yeah. we don't have to fucking go, no. you know? Mm-mm. We can be I, easy I on love ourselves. That. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> and I think for someone listening to this who would go, oh, man, I don't have time for that. I don't yeah. have time. I, I, I just need to drink my fucking coffee, my tea, and I need to get back to work, et cetera, et cetera. And it's like, okay, to make it make sense for you, or another way of thinking about it is that the more you fill yourself up in that way, the more you connect with yourself mm-hmm. means you can show up in the world in a in the best version of yourself possible. Yep. You know, you show up with other people and you're more compassionate, you're more present. And that's that's the healing the world needs. Yep. Beyond, you know, we don't need we don't need <laughs> fucking groups of people in Topanga Canyon doing ayahuasca ceremonies every weekend. <laughs> like that's great. Yeah. That's great, but you know, if if you still can't find your car keys and you're still thinking that the ayahuasca is going to turn you into Gandhi or something, you know, you're not really doing any anything for yourself. No. I'll, I'll do respect, you know, because I know, you know, and everybody has their own process, but it doesn't have to be like that. No. You know, it doesn't like you. We have it right here, right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's so important for people to understand. I don't even blame them, to be mm-hmm. honest, because they've been sold a false mm-hmm. reality. And they, right. they're the victims. They, their soul is looking to connect any way it can. Right. You know? Anyway. Right. And these are the ways that's, that are being presented to them, whatever's popular, whatever's trending. You know? It's like, now, we, mm. now we're all going to go get crystals. Now we're all going to travel to Tulum. I don't know, like whatever is coming up. But everyone's like I love crystals. I love them too. My house is covered in them. I'm just saying I know, like I know. I know. No, I know what you mean. I totally know. I know. Just I, I just mean, want it's people to know. Though. Yeah, but people are you're okay in this very moment and you are perfect and whole and it's a really tough thing to do to accept that but allow it. You know, mm-hmm. that's yeah. That's I it. love that. I love that. But Rohini, I have all these problems. Well, <laughs> I'm just saying that we the, all have all these problems. Like, I know. That's what I makes know. it perfect. I'll You're... be, I'll be whole. I'll be perfect when that when... thing gets settled, no or way. when I have that house. Nope. If you can't <laughs> be perfect now, you won't be perfect then. The inside world oh, doesn't change. That. You got to change the inside mm. house. <laughs> mm. So, you know, that's that's a really, um, I love that, you know. Even in my own meditation practice, I meditate every day. I've been meditating every day for the last six years. Mm-hmm. And... It has totally transformed me. Yeah. Um, and I, I can honestly say, and I've done a lot of stuff, you know, a lot of like group work and plant medicine and 
um, therapy and all kinds of good stuff. And I have to say that I don't think anything has had the, the impact pound for pound that meditation has had on my life. Mm. And, and I think meditation is such an important part of the integration of all of it too. Mm-hmm. Being able to hold and galvanize and anchor into the healing that has blossomed that has occurred over the years Mm. um but even my own meditation practice Mm -hmm. i went to see this guy like a month ago and he's a he's he's a profound healer this guy i don't even really know what to say he does honestly he does he calls it hypnomagnetism um And he was talking to me and it was one of those things like all I can say is he knew things that I, you know, I didn't write down. I don't talk about, I don't publish anywhere. And he said to me, Eben, even, even your meditation practice, you really work really hard at it. Mm. And I was like, yeah, I do. Mm. I do. And the last few, you know, it, it's it's been a where I've come to, where I'm I'm realizing this, mm-hmm. and a mantra of mine has become, "Eb, it doesn't have to be so hard." Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, <laughs> it can be easy. You know, yeah. and he said to me, he was like, and he met me a couple years ago, and then I I came back into. Uh, contact with him just a couple months ago but he was like the first time I met you I was like I've never met a more easygoing spirit in my life like mm. you were just like so easy and I was like yeah underneath all of the 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 strife and the effort and the working hard and thinking it has to be like the warrior way like blood guts and tears it's like Underneath all of that is just this like blissful ocean of ease. And I realized when he told me, he's like, Eb, even when you meditate, you're working really hard. And I thought to myself, I was like, yeah, I really am because I'm like really breathing and I'm really focusing on my breathing (laughs) and I'm really watching it go in and out of my nose and I'm really doing it, you know? And he was like, you don't have to do that. And since he said that, I've done this thing where I've shifted to a whole other method, I guess, where I just let the breath happen and I just watch the breath. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I'm like tuning into that even deeper energy that's within me that's that's behind all of it, you know? Mm. It's like... It's not the mind thinking about focusing on the breath. It's like the water underneath all of that. Wow. And that's just, you know. Yeah. That's a big layer to I guess shed. it's just, yeah, yeah. And I'm really in that, you know, of just letting it all happen. Mm. <laughs> you know. That's so nice. But that's a, you know, and yeah, it's very nice. It's beautiful. I'm so grateful and I'm so, I feel so 
blessed and um and life is an absolute miracle and you know it's just um you know we're it's never ending this mm-hmm. process of being a human it's never ending mm-hmm. it just keeps going <laughs> yeah and that does really tie into the the statement you made of i'll be happy or i'll be healed when you know because it's just gonna, yeah it's yeah just, it's always it's gonna the spiral never stops once you <laughs> yeah. you know you address one thing another thing pops up and it's just gonna keep going which is the gift yeah. like if it stopped if everything right. stopped then you're not existing you know i know <laughs> absolutely absolutely that's so um, beautiful what a cool yeah. experience yeah it's all it's all i'm blown away at life i mean i'm just you know when i i i dreamed about playing in the nfl when i was a seven-year-old boy and Mm. i manifested that reality when i was 21 played and i thought that was my life you know i thought like i'm gonna be a pro football player you know (laughs) (laughs) and uh that was just like that was like nothing. That was just like a little bit, you know? That was just like a tiny little piece of who I am. Uh-huh. Who, I mean, I don't even know who I am. I mean, I'm so much, I'm so beyond that, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that was just a little teeny part of the story. And it's just, it's gotten, my life has, even in the midst of, I haven't shared this on, uh, my podcast yet, but, um, my wife and I, we've decided to separate and we're going through a divorce and, um, it's really, it's, uh, it's really difficult and heartbreaking. Um, but it's also like, just like we're (laughs) I'm so sorry to hear that the miracle is like we're going through it with a lot of love yeah you know and compassion for each other and it's just like fuck I could never have imagined that You know, my parents got divorced when I was seven, and it was just like, it was just chaos. You know, and I don't have to hand that off to my daughter, you know? Wow. Like, it can be actually a gesture of love. It's like, what? Yeah. Wow. That's beautiful. Breaking generational curses in a way. Yeah. Yeah, that's how it feels, you know. And uh, in the midst of it feeling, you know, just really hard and real, it's like, fuck. (laughs) I can also feel so loved and supported. Mm. And taken care of, you know, 
It's just yeah. like, life is a miracle. What a gift. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That takes a lot of strength to go through something like that when there is that much love, too. Because it's just... Yeah. It feels like it becomes a part of the expansion, you know? Yes. You, you're, you're both about That's to how ex- it's felt. expand in a loving container. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's how it's felt, you know? It was difficult. It was just gut-wrenching. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It was gut-wrenching coming to that. But it feels like everyone involved my wife daughter and myself all came out the other end lighter Mm. and feeling more love Mm. than there was before you know so thank you for letting me share that thank you for sharing thank you I'm sorry to hear what you're going through, but it also, I'm sorry to insert my opinion even, but the the thing that I just saw as you were speaking was like the ability to be able to see and feel love on a level that a lot of people can't. And that's incredible. Mm. And not to like put like a lighthearted thing on it because it's obviously mm-hmm. painful, but wow. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. That's the that's the sensation. Wow. And uh it's um it's a it's a profound experience, you know, mm. to hold all of it at once. Yeah. You know, the sadness and the the light and the love. It's just like I didn't even know this this was possible. Wow. You know. And that's the thing about life. I think it it can be so unimaginably beautiful if we allow it to. Yeah, you're right. If we're open to it, you know. And that love and pain can live simultaneously within the same container. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um. Rohini, this has been really an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for the coming pleasure. on the show. Oh my goodness. Pleasure and honor is all mine. Thank you so much for having me. It's been so nice talking with you. I'm like, let's keep talking. <laughs> I know. I know. We could talk all day. Well, yeah. um, I feel like, you know, it'd be fun to have you on again mm-hmm. for sure. So that. we'll definitely figure that out. But um, will you, why don't you let everybody know where they can contact you, find you, learn more about your work, all of that good stuff. Thank you. Um, you can find everything I do under magicinclined.com. All in one place. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I love it. Magicinclined.com. That'll be in the show notes. Thank you. Um thank you so much you're the best uh you're the best really (laughs) thank you um i hope you guys got as much out of that convo as i did lots of love to all of you have an epic rest of your day
and I'll see y'all on the flip side. Peace.